There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show. Oh no, sorry. My bad. Go on. The Rick Shields Badminton Show. <laughs> hey. Episode number one, this is going to be great the new show. So golf, I figured out golf's too hard. You completed golf. <laughs> Broke 80 several times. <laughs> Nicely put, I've completed golf. And uh, I, I, th- I just think badminton's where I need to go now. Yeah. It's simpler. The only thing I don't like about it is the fact that you come in your badminton uniform into the office. So you came in with your shorts on and your vest. <laughs> and my headband. Yeah, and you've got three rackets now. <laughs> so my new racket, which yeah. I spoke about last time, uh, worked exactly... The same as the old battered second-hand racket that I, uh, I borrowed. But you're supposed to pay more for equipment and therefore play better. That's how it worked, isn't it, right? <laughs> no, to be honest, I did play a lot better. I still lost every match, so, but I played better. The matches were closer. I had, a, I had a match point against my mate, which I've never done before. So, uh, yeah, you know what? It, it's fun. It's, it's easier. I don't have to chip. You know what chipping's like in badminton? A little delicate shot over the yes. net. But I have no fear of those yet. Yeah, to be the key word. <laughs> I like how we just sat down and then I said, right, I've got quite a lot planned for today. You're like, yeah, yeah, you've got nothing, but you come in with your badminton chat. That's all you need to bring, badminton chat. That's all I, that's all I bring these days. I've had, to be honest, I've had, a, I've had a long, heavy weekend, guys, so I'm not I'm not feeling 100% today. Okay, you, you can chill today. I've got it covered. I'm kind of like 73%. So if you're an iPhone, that's not bad if you're an iPhone. Well, we've both got new iPhones, and to be honest, that's like three days' worth of use. You get to 73%. The new iPhone battery is fantastic. I've been uh, suckered in by Apple's wonderful marketing. I'm the exact guy that goes out every year and buys the latest tailor-made driver to get sucked in by the marketing. 100%. That's you me. Do, you don't go first-hand. You're not pre-ordering it. No. But you'll come in late once you've seen a few of your mates have it in the bag. It's see my mates have it in the bag. It's watch the countless YouTube videos on it and get sucked into it and go, I need to buy it. I know it's just consumerism <laughs> gone mad. It's just like a, a burning desire to buy something and I buy it. It's like, oh yeah, it's the same as last year's, but at least I can relax now. It, it's almost like market research about what new drivers are like, basically, as well. It is. Well, good news. We've got a good show lined up today. Great. Bad news. We've got a sore eye. My left eyeball. <laughs> so the left of my left eye, I've got a bloodshot eye. So if people are watching the podcast, because if people didn't know we're listening, we film it as well. I can't even see it from here. No, it's really on angle. Can you see it? Let's do that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's weird. really red, really sore. So if you're listening, don't worry about it. If you're watching, and I, don't worry about me. If you're watching and rubbing my eye a lot, don't give me grief. I'm touching the mic a lot. Yes, it's a bit of a habit, and I might touch my eye a lot today. Um, well, I've got I've got really weird dry skin at the moment, so my eyes look all kind of red and puffy as well. You so. know what that is? It's um, screen time withdrawal symptoms. Could be on your phone less, you get itchy skin. That's what it is. It is. That's what it is. Oh, good, because I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I'll, I'll tell them that when I go in. Yeah. 
I've got a really bad dry skin at the moment, but I know exactly why it is. I'll go, yeah, I've heard about that. If I had Guy Charnikin last week, <laughs> it's flaky skin. Um, well, it is a golf podcast. So it's only oh, right yeah. we talk oh, about yeah. golf. Oh, yeah. Um, we've actually got a new feature today, Rick, which you know nothing about. So I'm excited nice. to see your um, reaction around it. I like surprising you with stuff, though, because I like hearing it. Because you'll be honest if it go, oh, that's rubbish. It's like, oh, okay, that's rubbish. <laughs> so I like see, hear, hearing your kind of honour reaction to that. Okay. Um, we've also, last week, shot two groundbreaking videos. And I think it's only right for our hardcore podcast listeners, certainly those of which that are in the clubhouse, to get a little bit of an insight into them. And I'm not sure. Maybe one might drop later this week. The other yes. one will probably be next week. So it is a little bit in advance. We're not going to give too much away. But I think it's only right today we talk about them in some level of detail. Yes. Um, maybe we'll save that for a little bit later on in the pod. Um, first thing, I've got a f- oh, question for you. And it was posted on our Facebook group this weekend Go for from it. Nick Kay, who is a, a regular contributor to he the is. podcast he group. Is. If you want to join the podcast group and be one of the cool people that Rick classed as a close personal friend who will always help out in a time of need, go onto Facebook, search Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast, and there's the group. Just join it. I want to tell you a story about pod- Facebook groups quickly. Oh, go on then, yeah. I'm all ears. I feel like I can now relate with the people who follow our Facebook group. Because? Last night. <laughs> so Claire, Claire's really into Badminton this. Badminton group. No, <laughs> not yet. I've not joined many yet. So Claire... Um, is obsessed by this certain clothing brand, local UK clothing brand. It's called Scamp and Dude. I'll give him a shout out. Really nice, quite cool gear, right? Mm. Little Facebook group they've got of members, Scamp and Duders, okay? <laughs> it's got like five and a half thousand members, right? So Claire's been obsessed. She's been buying loads of dresses from this place and she wore one at the weekend. She looked amazing, as always. I say all the right things, don't you, Charmer? And um, we took this really funny picture where when we were out on Saturday night at Mate's 40th, she put a leg on the bar and so did I as a drunken act. And she looked mega. Um, her leg looked better than mine, obviously. And she put it on the Facebook group. She she was, she took a bit convincing by a friend of her saying, put it on that scamping dude, you know, um, a group. You know, people will love that picture with his scamping dude dress on. This is like a free ad for the company here. Anyway, she submitted a picture, okay? Yeah. I went, it's not there. I went, I know because someone has to like authorize the picture. They've got a guy. Yeah, she's never she's never known this before. Right. And she's like, Oh right, so I've got to wait. I'm like, Yeah, you've got to wait, because not everything gets accepted. She's like, Oh right, she didn't didn't like it straight away. Checking the phone, checking the phone, checking the phone. I'm like, it's not gonna happen straight away because somebody if somebody's not there present. Anyway, miraculously it happened in about five minutes, it got approved. She's like, Oh my god, it got approved, it got approved, right? <laughs> All night then, me and her were like ridiculous. Like we were so obsessed with the likes and the comments and because these are random people in a group, like, but you all like one thing. And the main woman who designs all the clothes even commented on oh, it. Oh, nice. So that's like, like you or me commenting on a post on Facebook. Did she feel good? I did. I felt, uh, me and her both felt good. I was like, oh my God, the main woman's commented. So I feel like I have that kind of sense of what the podcast group is like, the, the process of posting, having something approved, having it then commented and liked by the main people of the group. It's quite heart heartwarming. And that reminds me, if you want 10% off your first order on Scamp and Dude, <laughs> enter Badminton 10 at checkout. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to have your ego boosted by having a post approved on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, send in a good quality post, we'll approve it. Sometimes Rick comments. Sometimes. Um, and you've made it. But anyway, Nick Kay, he knows how to use a Facebook group well. He's always on there chatting, which is what we like to see. So he's put, uh, I won't read it all, it's quite a long comment, but he said, serious question for Guy and hopefully Rick if he sees it. Oof. My first and only hole in one 
came on the third hole of the Heritage course at Adlington this summer. Okay. If you remember that hole, which we played the other day, it's slightly over water, about yep. 135 yards and kind of slightly uphill. On the day I got one, there was a strong wind into the face and I caught it a couple of groups thin. Turns out that actually helped because it pitched into the upslope. Um, it should have spanned back, but because it was thin, it bounced forward and uh, ran out a little left to right and dropped in the hole. Now, there have been some other gossip within our group that holding ones on a par three course don't count. So he was asking, does it count in your opinion? If it was in, if he's going out playing golf, mm-hmm. like if he, if it was one ball he's playing with and he's playing the par three course, and for me, I don't know what the, the specifics of a length of hole needs to be for a hole in one. Like 135 are comfortably within that because yeah. that's as long as on a normal course. Exactly. So... I've weirdly had three around a little tiny golf course at my home course where mm. I, we, you and me used to play a few times, but they're like 50, 60 yards. Yeah. I don't count those. No. That's I've, like having one the same. on the Adlington small course that yes. we filmed the John Robinson video on. I wouldn't count that just because it feels too short. Where I feel like if it's a, and again, this is maybe where it's it's a little bit of a grey area. Like are you counting a, a 110 yard par three. See, this is my... So I've had two legitimate ones mentioned last week. Neither of them... One was a good shot, one was all right, whatever. Well, one was a bad shot. You've had one in open qualifying. No questions people asked. People watching. That is, that is the genuine... The most genuine you can get, I think. I kind of feel... I'm not... This is up to Nick to decide. I almost feel, and this is what I said in his comment, if you feel when you're telling the story that there's an asterisk next to it... Yeah. I think you're feeling yourself like it's not a hole in one. And I kind of feel like the way you wrote this, he's kind of justified it. I get you. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to say, Nick, it's not a hole in one because you've played a hole of golf in one shot on a legitimate length of hole. But is it, what, what would your final take be on this, Rick? Is it a hole in one or not? I would say Nick's circumstance, yes. Yeah. I would. Even though he's playing a par three course, they are proper par threes. If it's his only golf ball that he's using, that also consists of that um for me i would say that is a legitimate holding one i understand your point though because lots of comments we'll see oh i was i was um i had one with my provisional golf ball yeah, yeah, or yeah. I, I, I hit it into the I hit it onto the wrong green and it went in the hole and <laughs> all these daft things i think if there's any like question marks around that yeah then then it's dodgy but or like i had it on a on a winter hole you know when mm. you get those massive cups in the winter none of that's kind of can be real really yeah it's a t- i think officially 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 i'm just trying to look online i think now. they have to be in a comp to be like ultra like when you see those like hugo boss watches and that for a hole in one i think they had to be done in a comp which is only because it's like more kind of official but equally if you have a hole in one on a practice round it still counts as long as like you said everything is legit, legit. but i think it's this obsession i think this is the day when matt had his hole in one that we mentioned that was amazing it's like this obsession with hole in ones but i get it it's just such a obviously if you ever had one or you've played with somebody that's had one or you've witnessed one on when you're on the tee box ahead or whatever there's something magical about holding one, and and I get why. Obviously, clearly, everybody wants holding one. Apparently, just very, very, very quick research. Don't take this for fact. The hole has to measure six, sixty-five yards or longer. Ah, so it's actually a lot shorter than what I would possibly classify it as. Uh, I think the only thing then would be is that you know, in a kind of proper course, and use that term loosely, there's never going to be a hole that's that short. Not really. So it still feels a bit. It's a tough. It is tough. You, you'll get, but then again, maybe off the front, like if we played a really short hole and the front tee, sometimes the front tees can be, maybe not 65, mm. that does seem really short, but, you know, sometimes they can be definitely under 100 yards without question. 
Um, yeah, um, it's a it's a very interesting one. I'll try and do a bit more research between now and next week. Um, apparently, someone's had a hole in one on the on a, just looking at a line here on a four hundred and four four hundred and forty yard four hundred and forty four yard par four. Someone's had a hole in one on it. Must be a dog leg. Must be. That's mad, that, isn't it? Anyway, speaking of hole in ones, a hole in one is the perfect outcome. You can't beat a hole in one, can you? No. However, the perfect <laughs> round of golf doesn't really exist. Do you think? Well, how would how would you have the perfect round of golf, Rick? Um, can you have the perfect round of golf? Well, on paper, if an alien landed on Earth now and said, tell me what's the perfect round of golf you can ever have, technically it's 18 shots. Yeah. Like, that's a perfect round of golf, 18 shots. Because even if you shot 18 under par, which would be 54. Yeah. If you're playing a normal par 72 golf course, why did you not eagle the par, par fives? Yeah. Well, the telly just gone off, Matt. So if they're watching the podcast, the <laughs> logo's just gone off the screen. Um, yeah, I, so for me, obviously it's close to 18 under par as you can get. Because I don't think anyone's ever done 18 under par, have they? Not that in I know world. of. And, and nobody's ever going to shoot 18 shots in a round of golf. Never. But that is the perfect round of golf. True. I do think, though, I know somebody, and I actually know this person, who has had as close to the perfect round of golf as they could have. And that's the key here. I think we know, for example, the, the, like you've just said then, the perfect round of golf will never happen because no one's ever going to shoot 18 shots. But we all have our own level of ability, yeah. don't we? And we all kind of know towards how... We always want to get better at golf, but we all know our kind of real... I don't want to use the word limit. What the word, like, potential is. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So a lad who I know who I went to school with last week, I think, well, no, on the 30th of October, so yeah, just over a week ago, for his handicap, which is a very good handicap, and I'll come on to, has had essentially the perfect round of golf. Okay. So let me, uh, a bit of, bit of good news for the podcast. So guy's called Alex Illidge, right? Okay. And I went, I went, it was my year at school. And at school, he was a decent golfer, but there was actually, I was probably better than him in school. There's a couple of other lads who were really good golfers. Has he messaged in? No, I, I, I put it on Facebook. Oh, okay. I was messaging him over the weekend about something. I since and then my brother mentioned it because he'd seen it on the club website, or whatever. But I hadn't seen it. He's put it on Facebook, but just missed. I just missed it. So I've, I've since found it, and that was on his own Facebook, not on the group or anything. So he's a scratch golfer, Alex. Okay. He, he's kind of played golf consistently since we left school, and it's yeah. his hobby. Obviously, he plays all the time. He's a really good player, very solid. One club champs this year. When I rejoined the golf club a couple of years ago, he was doing really well. Always, he's like a proper scratch golfer. Yeah, always yeah. around scratch. So. He played in, um, I think it was a four-ball better ball. So remind me, four-ball better ball when there's literally four of you and you do the best score out of your four when there's two of you. I was getting a little up. I know it's no, called... four-ball better ball is it's, it's basically pairs. Right, yeah. So, but, you've, so, but you've got to play in a four-ball. Yeah, so it's me and you, best score out of our two against two other people. Yeah. Well, not against, but with yeah. two other people, yeah. It's a problem. The, the, the only other thought would be best two from four. Yeah. Would be when it's four of you and the best two scores count. But the, I think in this instance, it was the two of them. Yeah, four right? ball, better ball, it's just pairs. I also feel my jacket's quite noisy. Can you hear that? No. Oh, it feels a noisy jacket. Anyway, so it, it was four ball, better ball, but he kept his own scores, a proper comp um, on a weekend. Par 72. Okay. He's gone out and shot 62. So 10, 10 under. under par gross. Wow. And. He's gone out in 30, so six under par, and he's come in in 32, which is four under par, without a single bogey, and obviously that's 10 birdies, 
That's incredible. And that affects his handy. Oh, no, well, so it has a problem. It doesn't because it's better ball. But it, I think apparently on the when the club's out an email of like all the scores, yeah. you got like a spe- I think his team match game fourth or something crazy. Right. But he got like a special mention. So I asked him something. I said, "Oh, give us some um, insight into this." So I texted him earlier on. I said, like, "Had he been playing well recently?" He said, "Yeah, he'd been playing okay. He'd had some decent scores, kind of around par, a couple under. He had twenty-four puts in the day." Yeah. He had 16 green in regulations, didn't hit loads of fairways. He missed a three-footer on the 10th for a birdie, and he didn't go up and down on one of the par fives for birdie, so there's two shots he feels like he left out there. He said, I said, did you get nervous? Surely you got nervous. He didn't really get nervous at all until, until coming down 18, when he had to hit a second shot. I had a really bad lie to his second shot over a bunker, and then he had to hold like a three-footer, I think it was, um, for par on 18. And I said, like, oh, you know, what did your playing partners do? Did they get excited? Apparently, they just kept him really chilled. Kind of kept kept him talking, kept him in the zone, and as I said, it doesn't count his handicap, which is probably a bit devastated about. But I was thinking that for a scratch golfer, yeah, ten under par must be as close as you can get to perfect. I, I think by his own admission, there though, even he's not saying it's perfect. Very true, because even he's saying there's two shots there that he left out the the three footer and the time he didn't get up and down on the par five, which is crazy because you think he could be twelve under. Yeah. But I think that would be the only thing that could... You've got to almost self-diagnose it and go... I think after any round of golf, obviously most golfers, if not every golfer, can look back at their round of golf and go, ah, I left a few out there. Even if they've played great, they've left a few out there. You could even talk to probably even tour players when they've gone round and shot like... I mean, the only maybe examples is when like... Was it Fury that shot like a 58? Mm. Like if you asked him after that round, is there any shots that he left out there? But they might have been. Might be, yeah. Like I, I kind of vaguely remember him missing a short putt or doing something on that round of 58. You think, oh my God, that wasn't perfect. But the amount of times they hold monster putts or chipped in or did do perfection. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if it could ever be achieved because I just feel like... Out of all those shots, even if you you only had fifty eight shots around a golf, which is ridiculous, or sixty two in this in this uh, Alex's example, I still think you'd look back and go, "Oh, there was some in there that I could have I could have done." Do you know what I mean? Is that what makes golf so addicting? So addictive. Because when you play badly, you could obviously play better. Because say when you play badminton. <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing is, though, we need to have a game badminton. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm terrible. I'm... Oh, I'm not very good, but. I think we'd be quite a similar ability. Yeah, well, That'll be, be fun. Maybe uh, if this video gets 10,000 likes, <laughs> we'll play badminton. Um, but that's it. You play badly, you could obviously do better. You play well, could have been better. You play close to perfect and you'll still be thinking. But what's mad is though, he said that then in that message that like there's a couple of shots that didn't go in that could have done. But I bet he hold like a few 30 footers and stuff. 100%. It's mad, isn't it? And he'd be more inclined to tell you the ones that he missed out on as opposed to saying to you, oh, but by the way, guy, I chipped in three times and one shot, it was heading out of bounds, but it hit the out of bounds marker and bounced back in. Like we forget those lucky opportunities, don't we? We only remember the bad shots or the unlucky moments in a round of golf. 100%. Um, But that's great round. Well done. Awesome round. No, he's he's obviously a very good golfer. And I think this year coming up, this next season, he could go with the new handicap system as well. He's so consistent. If he gets a few low ones, he's going to be low. Well, just a quick one to talk proper golf news. Not that isn't obviously that's more proper. Yeah, Alex is not proper golf. (laughs) Tour golf news. Um, We had him on the podcast a few months ago, maybe a couple of months ago, around the Open time. Victor Hovland Mm -hmm. went back to back and won the PJ Tour. I think he shot the the one of the most 
lowest tournament records ever at 23 under par. That's outrageous. And what's mad after the final round, he said he didn't play that well. He shot four in the final round and said he didn't play well. It's crazy, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. That, and again, just 23 under par for four rounds of golf. And he's looking back at that and going, eh, it was all right. Well, have you heard about that new stat that's been proven by the PJ Tour? It's official now that if you do go on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, your golf does improve. 100%. Because Sam Horsfield had a good week. Correct. Minwoo had a good week. Correct. Victor Hovland's obviously won. Obviously. So whoever we have on next, whichever PJ Pro we have on next, Tour Pro, is probably going to win. So give us a shout, Bryson. Um, yes. I've actually had a little, um, I've not told you this yet, a little conversation about the potential of something with Bryson. So we'll that later on. Naughty. Um... <laughs> That's what Rick really wins a point at badminton. Oh, no tea. <laughs> I am. You know, the one thing, again, I won't talk about badminton all show, even though it's badminton show, obviously. I'm outrageously vocal compared to everybody in the whole of the arena. Give us an example. So this guy's playing tennis, right? Yeah. Strenuous and sport in it, tennis. Like there's there's th- maybe three tennis courts. Some are playing doubles, some are playing singles, mixture of men, women, children, whatever, right? And in the badminton section that I'm in, my club, <laughs> my my badminton club, there's four badminton courts. Yeah. Okay. Quite close to each other. Almost in the same footprint as yeah, yeah. the tennis court. It's mad, really. The only people, oh, the only person everyone can hear is me. What kind of with the, uh, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. You're joking me. Ref, ref. <laughs> like, are you blind? I'm like, oh, did you see how good that was? Oh, my God. And like, people look at me going, can you just calm down a bit? And I find myself sometimes throwing out a few uh, naughty words and I look Ooh. around and go, oh, Rick, that was that was not called for. I feel like I'm going to get kicked out of the club that I'm not a member of. I would love that. <laughs> I would I'm love to get kicked, kicked out, out of everywhere at the moment. What's your handicap at badminton then if it was a handicap? So Ooh, like, that's a great question. What's your mate off then? Let's let's give your mate a golf handicap for badminton so I can... 13. So he gets it round. Yeah. And you're a 25? I, I feel like he's a 13 that used to play a 5, but he's not played for ages. Yeah. So he could he, he could really, really step it up if he needs to, and he did a couple of times. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming in at like a very excitable 20 handicap, but I know it's going to go the opposite way before it gets better. I'm going to get worse before I get better at badminton. Yeah. It's just going to happen inevitably. So I've just started looking at some badminton uh, YouTube videos. Have you actually? <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. That'll be ne- you'll come in next week. We've got a good collaboration idea, right? <laughs> Um, you know what makes me laugh about this though obviously a lot of people listen to the podcast I've played, twi- I've played twice by the way <laughs> that's all I've done so far a lot of people listen to the podcast like months behind so we still get emails now but you're still playing darts like no that was years ago you're still doing 250 workouts this year exactly so we'll have probably in about six months someone saying how's we get on with his badminton it's like oh no he's, he's sold his racket um, <laughs> on eBay for 10 grand um, can I ask you a personal question yeah. on behalf of one of our what, listeners. So again, this was in the Facebook group this personal morning. I said question. it. It's not really personal, but I just thought I'd use that. Um, I asked for some questions and we had some great ones as we always do. But one from Montana Cole interests me and it says, have either of you, and I'm going to go with you first on this, Rick, obviously, have either of you ever felt like you didn't want to play golf anymore? Yeah. And I don't just want that to be off. I've had a better round. I'll go in the car. I'm going to quit. And then obviously, what, have you ever had a spell where you've really thought, um, I'm done with it. Oh, a spell. Uh, no, it, it 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 doesn't last very long, typically. And I think that's, again, somewhat the beauty of golf. Like, I've had horrendous rounds of golf, but sometimes the next round of golf doesn't show that at all. Mm. Like, I might have a week off or a couple of weeks off or whatever it may be. Um, I think where it would be the hardest if you were literally a tour pro or 
and you were going through a really, really bad spell. Mm. Like, each week you're missing the cut. Each week it's not going your way. Each week you've got to, you've got to go back again. You've got to carry on. Like, there's no respite. You can't just have a couple of weeks off if you want to because the money doesn't allow, allow you to do that. You've got to keep playing. I think if I was, only, if I was getting to that point, I, I think I would then go, oh, yeah, I'm really starting to struggle now. I mean, even just this weekend, again, talk about golf news. Thomas Peters won. Mm. He's not won for ages. He was quite emotional in his, in his post-round uh, interview. I don't know how long it's been, but it feels like it's been ages boil, since Thomas Peters won and he's back out there winning in Portugal on the European Tour. And it's like, you forget like how many of these amazing players that have come and, you know, the, the next best thing and they win a few and then they fall off the face of the earth and they've got to come back. And, you know, that must be really, really hard work to keep dragging yourself out there, to keep putting the work in. Um, but I'm, I think personally for me, every time I've had a stinking round or bad, a bad, even a, a little bit of a bad period, because certainly I don't play professionally anymore for a living, I can soon brush it off. Yeah. Personally. What about yourself? I was thinking this before, so when you're answering that then, I have had spells where I've kind of obviously had a shocker and thought, I want to sell my clubs, I want to quit. And like you said, that lasts for an hour. But on a on a more kind of bigger picture, I think I've come to the conclusion now, which I'm quite happy with, about how much I play golf. So for example, when I was a junior, like a lot of junior golfers, it was literally every single... <coughs> sorry, got them in the throat. <coughs> Welling up here, getting emotional, thinking of the junior days. <laughs> I um, used to play every single day in the summer holidays. And I remember going going actually on holidays, mum and dad to like let's say Tenerife for a week. And as, as grateful as I was to be on a nice holiday in the sun, I was actually heartbroken. I wasn't playing the junior comps. You're I remember, it. Yeah, well, yeah, and I remember texting my friends asking who'd won and what score, and perhaps in my swing like with no club in the in the hotel room, and then getting home after a week and my swing felt like it was somebody else's body. You know, yeah. it was just so weird. And it was my life. It was literally my life. And then obviously as I got a bit older, that kind of stopped quite as much. And then. It got to the point where I think the first couple of years or the first year I wasn't a member of a golf club anymore. I felt like quite guilty. I don't know who to, but do you know what I mean? If someone mm. said to me, oh, what's your handicap? I knew that my handicap wasn't actually official anymore. Do you think it's because you put so much hard work in? It must have, might have been, yeah. Like, Because if you put so much hard work and effort into something, you know, and, and then you let that lapse for whatever reason, mm-hmm. life comes in the way, that you probably just you feel guilty to yourself because you put, or maybe even to your parents or who funded you, who got you to the golf course every single day in the summer to the pros that helped you or your playing partners, whatever. You probably felt a level of like responsibility to that. I think it was group of people. And I think he almost, cause I grew up being a member of a golf club from the age of eight. Again, I was very fortunate. So my whole golfing life, I was a member of a course. I played comps off the white tees, mark my card properly. That to me was, was golf and was proper golf. So when I wasn't a member, my handicap wasn't official. If a mutual friend said, oh, you play golf, what's your handicap? I'd still would say, oh, it's like four or whatever. But I, I felt like I was telling a bit of a white lie. It wasn't official anymore. And then if I went and played golf with friends and played off the yellow tees and I had a decent score, in my head, it wouldn't be real because it wasn't off the whites. And it used to do my head in a bit because I wasn't enjoying it. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is now, I'm, I'm, I am a member of a club, but it's on a play more golf membership. It's not super, super official. I don't play comps. But I feel so much more at peace with it. It's taken a long time. You do see, when we've played a little bit more as well these last couple of years and you've featured on a couple of break 75s and stuff, it seemed like you're enjoying it more. I do. Because you, you, you set your goals more realistically. 100%. Like when we played at St Andrews, yeah, yeah. I shot nine over in horrendous weather, but I was made but up that with was, that. that was a ridiculous round of golf in that condition. But that's and like it. Burtdale, you played really well yeah. at Burtdale. Because again, you, you set over. yourself a, a realistic goal 
around a very tough golf That's course. That's it. So I feel like, I know it's a bit of a different answer to what he was kind of looking for. I don't think I've quit golf, but I definitely feel like I'm at a different point in my kind of, I might at some point when I'm 40, join a golf club and play as much as I can and get dead into it again. I might do it next year, I don't know, but like, I'm okay with it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be everything. I, I, I really do think, and certainly in your situation and, and, and mine to a degree and a lot of people listening, I'm sure, it, it just comes down to the time. Mm. Like the time is so... You know, um, hard to fit in around golf for a lot of people over a weekend. You know, you've got family commitments. You've got a wife. You you want to go out to nice places. You want to see your family. Yeah. Like for me, I want to spend time with my kids. I've got classes for them to go to. I almost can't comprehend when people have managed to get out and play around the golf at a weekend. Yeah. Because it's four hours long. Do you think as well, though, because we spend all week at golf courses as well, we kind Possibly. of almost don't want to. It sounds oh, bad, 100%. doesn't 100%. Yeah. You know, we're very fortunate in the fact that, you know, most days in the week, Monday to Friday, we don't see the golf course being that busy and we're out on the golf course either filming or I'm playing or whatever it may be. Um, but it actually kind of moves us quite nicely into the video we shot this week. Mm. So I played with a guy this week. Mm -hmm. I didn't play with a guy actually. We filmed the video of a guy called Luke Willett who uh, doesn't seem to have this problem about time of golf because he plays speed golf. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and... I filmed the video with him this week. I don't want to give away too much of the answer or an answer or whatever he did. But to give you an idea, he plays maybe six times faster than a normal four, normal four ball. He plays around a golf in the time that you play around a badminton. <laughs> around a badminton. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what you call it. So I'm not... I'm not God, <laughs> come on, please. Oh, it's obviously a, uh, a bout of badminton. <laughs> I challenge you to a bout, young sir. <laughs> you have to get your like your racket and like <laughs> waft it around. Um, yeah, he play he plays unbelievably quick. And it, put it this way, he's got up, played golf, shot a decent score. By the time most people have even teed off, madness is so crazy. So we we teed off at ten past seven, and I don't want to give too much of, the, of it all the way because it's going to come out in the video. It's going to come out next week. Um, he got round. And maybe only maybe only one or two other groups had teed off yes. from the first tee. And what what impressed me, like he's a PJ Pro, it was the level of his ability, regardless, but also under that circumstance of running yeah. around, yeah. sprinting. Um, it's something that's definitely. I think the video. It's almost like not that we're expecting people to go and start playing speed golf. It's not practical for a lot of people, and most people, including myself, aren't fit enough. But it just shows that there's more types of golf than people probably mm. listening. And even going back to that point I said a minute ago, oh, I used to feel like I have to have white tees and play comps and mark my card. Now I feel more comfortable going after yellows and having a laugh. Yeah. You can go and just play with four clubs. It doesn't have to be speed golf, but play with four clubs yeah. or, you know what I mean? Or we, we that's what sometimes annoys me about golf. We play it so like rigidly. We might have yeah. Stanford or stroke play. But like Luke showed, you can play golf in very different ways. I, I might have told this story on the podcast once before. I think I do think I have, actually. The time when I was doing a playing lesson at Davy Hume, and I'd, I'd got down there about 10 o'clock-ish, and there was a couple of older, older gents on the 18th hole, and they were just finishing off, and I thought, that's quite early. They finished pretty well there. And I just it politely kind of went over to them and said, oh, hi, gents, have you had a good round today? And they went, brilliant, two hours 35. Yeah. Like, that's what they measured a good round on. Yeah, it was it was the time it took them to get round the golf course. They'd probably teed off at eight. They'd done in two hours thirty five. Quick coffee and a snack in the pro in the clubhouse, and back home to wives, families, or whatever in the afternoon. Like, you know, it it, it was a it was an interesting take 
I didn't, it wasn't the answer I expected. Well, that's the thing though, isn't it? Again, that I remember having this discussion, you remember this, at um, the Open Invitational with Brody Smith that oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was saying how, and again, a lot of our listeners might not quite get what I'm saying because a lot of our listeners are hardcore golfers, but I remember being a junior golfer or working the pro at my old golf club and there was a lot of different members of different ages, different abilities, different genders. And not everybody, believe it or not, was bothered about being great at golf. No. A lot of them went up on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, on a Sunday afternoon to socialise, to play nine holes, to play three holes, four holes, which is quite good. Our course, you could play three holes really easily, four, five, five, 17, 18, 12, et cetera, loads of different combinations. And it was play golf. A lot of them had electric trolleys. It was a hilly course. Get a walk in and have a nice coffee, cup of tea, beer afterwards. And if you played nicely, it was but they almost didn't keep score. No. And I remember on this chat with Brody Smith, and he was like, I know everybody that plays golf wants to get better. And I, I disagree. And it's like that, you know, those guys, they might, like you said, play golf to get their exercise in, get the steps in. I'm guessing they're older guys. Yeah, yeah. And the fact they play well is a bonus. Yeah, well, like, even on the last hole, like, they didn't almost didn't wait for the ball to stop rolling <laughs> before they put it back in. Or, or as soon as it got somewhere near the hole, they were picking it up as a, as a gimme. Like, I'm not bothered if I miss this little three-footer, five-footer, ten-footer, I've finished this hole, I've completed it, and my task today was to get around fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's al- it almost brings me back to when my mum used to play golf. She got me into into the sport, and no way did she think about massively improving. She went for the social, for the natter, for the exercise. If she played nicely one day, great. If she didn't, she wasn't bothered. Yeah. Like, it didn't bother her one bit. Uh, like I say, to, to a lot of people, that's hard to comprehend because we, we put so much time and effort um, and energy into it. But even when I used to coach, I'd get people coming in for, for lessons and I'd be like, so what's, what's your target? What do you want to get your handicap down to? And they're like, uh, I'm not that bothered. I just want to hit hit it a little bit better. Yeah. I just want to hit it a little bit straighter. I don't want to lose as many golf balls. I don't want to make a bit of a prat of myself at the local, at the next corporate day I've got to play in. You know, so everyone's kind of goals are different to mm-hmm. each other, certainly in, in golf. And that's kind of what, again, makes this kind of sport so unique. I totally agree. Before we come on to the next video we filmed this week, which is also an absolute monster, yeah. I want to introduce our new feature to yourself and the listeners. I'm so intrigued. One of my favourite features of the podcast, and they're probably the longest running now that we do consistently, is Dear Rick. Now, so you to go with Dear Guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I need more of time. Um, no, Dear Rick, we're not doing a Dear Rick this week, but we will continue to do them every week. And if you want to get your... So Dear Rick, for those who are new <laughs> listeners, is where you ask a question to Rick Shields and he will answer it with his most honest. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And hopefully informative opinion. Insightful. Insightful, yeah. that's the one. Did, did you... And for the email for that, it's podcast at rickshields.com. Yes. Did you see the comment of the guy who said it should be D-E at sign R-R-I-C-K dot golf like as in com. but it's not that. It's not that. It's like you said, podcast at rickshields.com. This feature this week, well, hopefully this is going to be an ongoing feature. It's a similarish vibe, but it's also quite different. So bear with me. The new feature, you ready? Is right, golf or going to go golf confessions? That's a terrible drum roll. So basically, Great name for, a po- for a clip though. Basically, a uh, yeah, um, people can write in, email in. I don't know if they write in. We don't accept post, <laughs> but they can email in. Oh no, I've lost the email. One sec, I've got it here. Right, they can email in their confessions. Right, Rick. Okay. So, whereas with dear Rick, at the end of the email, you give advice. If with this you feel like there's any needed, then feel free. But it's not really about that. It's more about somebody getting a confession off the chest. Because okay. they do say that when you get things off your chest, you feel better. Okay. And he wants to do it, he or she wants to do it live on a podcast. Yes. But also, I thought to add a little bit of fun to it, you can have the option at the end to forgive them Ooh. or not. Ooh. So, firstly, the good thing is, if you email in your golf confession, you're going to feel a little bit better to start with because you got it off your chest. Yeah. If Rick then says you are forgiven, the golfing God himself, then you can feel, you can, you can die in peace. Wow. If he says that he can't forgive you, then... You're going to get bad breaks. You're going to get bad bounces on the golf course. You're going to lip out more often yeah. than not. If you're forgiven, it's going to go the, the other way. You're going to lip in more. You're going to find your ball when you're not expecting to. You're just in a much better place. Exactly. And ideally, we'd like a variety of different ones. So if you've I'm, got I'm something... about this. So this week, it says... I'm guessing um, these are all anonymous. Or not. Yeah, well, yeah, this one's definitely anonymous, but he does say his friend <laughs> listens to the podcast. So definitely anonymous. It says I've come, and actually, this guy. So the first person has given us the whole idea for this this whole feature. Nice. So um, thank, <laughs> thank you very you. much. You'll know who you are. I've come seeking forgiveness and hope the golfing community don't give me too much hate. Wow. Since lockdown, I've taken up golf alongside a mate, and we've been playing much uh, playing match play rounds ever since. We have rough handicaps using an app and agree to him having nine shots per round. The weekend just gone. With two holes to play, everything was all square. And I made a comment that inadvertently could have been seen as mind games by saying to him, you've got a shot on this hole and not on the next. So you'll probably go into the last hole one up. So he's saying almost like you're going to win this hole, you've got a shot. He then said, I see the mind games have started. Go careful with the, be careful with the out of bounds on the right. So they're having a bit of banter, right? 
he said this knowing that this is where my drive more often than not goes. And sure enough, that's what I did. Okay. Okay. I managed to locate my golf ball about a foot on the wrong side of out of bounds. However, I chipped it out and told him that it was in play. Oh my God. Although we did question it, if I'd actually found it, um, he couldn't prove it was, it obviously was his ball. So we said, oh no, look, it's my ball, etc." Now I'm fully aware this isn't within the rules. However, he went on to win the hole anyway and went to the last hole one up. We're quite generous with each other as high handicappers. On the next hole, he should have been three off the tee, but I gave him a mulligan, and he let me carry on when he went out of bounds again on the next hole as well. We halved, and he won the match, with both of us hitting our best ever scores on the golf course. So we both left happy with our day's golf. But, and there's the but, I felt the need to confess about what I did, and to avoid the karma from the golfing gods. Is this an unforgivable act? Every chance he may listen to this, so I'm really sorry, mate. Cheers. <laughs> God, this is like deep, isn't it? It is. Um, wow, lots, lots to unpack. So you can forgive or not. I think I need to have a word for what the opposite to forgive could be. Is it? Um, I was going to say forget, but that's kind of the same sin thing. Sin or? Kind of, but. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. But well, anyway, we'll work on that. But anyway, so. Wow. What do you think? I mean, lots to unpack. The good mates mm-hmm. seems like they have a lot of matches together. Yeah, played high handicap has not been playing super long. It seems like they've got a relationship where it showed on the 18th hole when he weirdly let his mate take another shot. Was that because he already felt bad though? Correct. But then he also said his mate then also let him hit a shot out of bounds. Yeah, it's weird. So it, it seems to me like they've got a relationship where. They are quite relaxed with the rules, which I like. I don't mind that. If if you the two of you are together and quite relaxed with the rules, and you might say, "Oh, don't worry, mate. I know it, it landed somewhere here. Just drop one down and just carry on playing." If that was if that was how they want to play golf, as long mm. as it's not in a big competition and not swindling anyone else out of any prizes or whatever it may be. So I, I find that okay. The bit I don't find okay is the fact that didn't happen on this occasion on the seventeenth hole. His golf ball went out of bounds. He know it did one foot out of bounds. And it's the most annoying thing in the world when your golf ball only goes just out of bounds. It is. It's horrendous. But it went out of bounds. And there was no communication with his playing partner to say, hey, John, my ball's gone out of bounds here, pal. What should I do? And his, his mate might have gone, oh, just play it. Don't worry. You know, yeah. he might have said that. And that's, fa- that's fair if that's how they want to play. But that's not what happened. Yes, he lost a hole. Good. Yes, he... Did he lose the match? Yes. Good. <laughs> you deserve that. Um, so the out, we're going to call it forgive or convict. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> for your single act on the 17th hole, when you knowingly your, your ball went out of bounds, unfortunately, you are going to have to live with a life of bad bounces and lip outs. Yeah. Convict you yeah. To, a, to a lifetime of golf god misery. Well, I'm going to also going to, I'm also going to jump in on this because I want to convict him as well. But I'm going to give him six months up the shanks, so Ooh. that should teach him. So you can you can go lifetime. Does this feel like just before? Because it's new. We're just finding our feet. Is it a lifetime? No, no. I think it's a it's a lifetime of. No, it's not a lifetime. It's a year <laughs> of bad bounces. Yeah, I like that. So every time he's playing panic, and and on the flip side, his mate gets a year of good bounces. Yeah, on the 9th of November, 2022. His conviction will be spent, if that's the right phrase. Yeah, served. Yeah. Um, so what's, 
Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, we want some more of those. If you want to feature, you obviously they're all anonymous unless you particularly want to be um, read read out. They yeah, they don't have. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to always be kind of cheating. There might be other things you've done. I don't know, but whatever you've got, the best ones will get read out. So it's podcast at rickshields.com. Like and if you give us a title of things like golf confession or convict or forgive, whatever it might be, and we will do some more of those next week, and we'll it's also get a dear Rick in next best week. Segments, that. Well, thanks. I do do try. Um, <laughs> so just come up. How far in are we, Matt? Forty. Oh, so good. Load loads of time. Another question for you then, Rick. Um, again, from our Facebook group, who are providing lots of content today. If it wasn't for them, we would be snookered. Um, it's from Ryan Barker. And I like this one. When looking to buy a set of used golf clubs, what is the first thing you should look for, other than just the overall condition? I think certainly irons. Is that what you talked about then? Just irons or golf just, clubs? Well, it says you set of you set, so I presume she set set means more irons, really. It's just but. spec. Like, look out for. Are the clubs longer? Are they shorter? Are they massively different in lie angle? Are the shafts super, super stiff and that's not what you need? I think anything that really stands out as being totally off the wall and, and different. Like mm-hmm. let's let's say for example, Paul Sturges, our good friend, seven foot seven and a half inches, right? He's just got some new ping irons, let's say, and he decides to sell his old ones on Golf Bidder, right? <laughs> Golf bidder will put them online, brand new, you know, set of ping irons, seven out of ten condition, blah, blah, blah. But lower down, well, not lower down, in the description, not trying to hide it, but in the description, it'll say, these clubs are bloody long. Yes, that's what it does actually say. <laughs> very, 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 very long. Yeah. They used to own to used to belong to Paul Sturges, the tallest golfer in the world. Avoid buying. <laughs> <laughs> but like something like that would be impossible to adjust. Yeah. Really. For the for the most majority of people. If you are seven foot six inches and a quarter, go ahead, go and buy them. They'll suit you. But I think if you are just a standard sized man or woman and you're looking for a set of clubs, condition, yes. Price, yes. Spec is something you really need to watch out for. Yeah. I think I, that's yeah, good advice. I think for me, another thing to look at, and it kind of comes into condition, but is have a look at things like the grips. Because if you got, two sets of irons that are the same model, roughly the same condition, generally, whatever, and one has some kind of semi-battered golf pride grips on, Yeah, and the other one have been re-gripped what looked like quite recently with like a nice multi-compound that's an £8.50 a grip grip. Times up by eight or by seven, you're getting actually a much better deal. Um, and just a quick one on, on grip as well. Going back to spec, make sure you're looking at clubs that aren't like jumbo-sized grips, yes. if you don't want them to be jumbo-sized grips, for example. Yeah, that's it. There's loads of people now selling like secondhand clubs and like Facebook's a big one. Obviously, eBay's been going for years. There's other things to look for as well. It's not as common, but like counterfeit products. Yeah. We, we've done that video yeah, with yeah. the tailor-made fake drive. If you've not seen that, it's quite an old video now, but go and have a look on the channel. Just type in fake tailor-made well, I think drive. it's the second biggest video on the channel because people are so intrigued about fake versus real. That's like, it. And one, the performance, the looks, the sound, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure recently there was a raid on a warehouse somewhere where they, um, uh, what's the what's the word? Confiscated loads of fake golf clubs. And it, literally this warehouse was just um, floods of tailor-made drivers, ping irons, or what looked like yeah. those irons, but they're obviously not the fake. Well, that, that's the thing, like, some people, which is up to them, might wear, like, fake designer clothing because you get the logo and so the untrained eye or the people in the street yeah. it looks genuine and if that's your kind of thing I kind of not that you should wear fake stuff not buy it because it, it might um, fund 
what's it, criminal organisations, but whatever. Like if you go on holiday and buy a fake Lacoste polo, <laughs> well, whatever. Everyone's got to earn a living. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, like if you go to hot on holiday and buy a fake Lacoste polo shirt, whatever, it looks like a Lacoste polo. Yeah. Wanted to get to performance-wise, it won't be as probably as soft. It might last a long, might not wash as well, but whatever. With fake golf products, certainly with metals, drivers, three woods, the performance, as we've proven, is horrendous. Yeah. And even with a putter, weirdly, you might think a putter is the one that's going to be, have the least effect. And you could argue it is, but a Scotty Cameron might be normally like three degrees aloft. A fake one could be like seven, so, or it could be minus one. Or you the know, weight and distribution exactly, might be Exactly, the lie off. angle, the length of it and stuff. So it's kind of all around it's going to be a negative effect on your game. So if it looks too good to be true and it's brand new, then it, it probably is too good to be true. This article says nearly 10,000 counterfeit golf clubs seized in China, such from brands that look like Zexio, Titleist, TaylorMade, PXG, Callaway, Ping. Like The quality of the the finish to a lot of them now is very good, I'll be honest. And and like we had that fake M, was it M5 it was, or M6. Yeah. M6, it wasn't adjustable. I'm sure it was an M6. No, you could take the shaft out because that's what ended up breaking in the end. Yeah, but it wasn't adjustable in a sense of the weight. No, you, so it was an M6. M6. Yeah, um, it looked so similar, didn't it? In so many ways, and to a lot of people, if you just given the fake one, you wouldn't know it was fake. In 2020, the largest largest counterfeit golf equipment raid ever seized 120,000 pieces of fake golf equipment. Wow! Partly due to the video that I did. Apparently, that's what it says in the article. <laughs> Thanks, so, Teresa. You know, some, some like down down to. Top the YouTuber. Ma- the Mafia is coming after Rick now for busting oh, yeah. 120,000. I, I do feel like I'll get a horse in my head one day if I... Uh... A horse in your head? <laughs> a horse in your bed? <laughs> horse in my bed. <laughs> um, another video we filmed this week then, Rick, that will hopefully be going out the back end of this week if, if Harry pulls his finger out, yes. which he doesn't always do. <laughs> Can't hear us, but Harry never pulls his finger out. Pull your finger out, Harry. Um, was a video that we kind of got... In, how much do you want to give... it? Well, I suppose we can give away the format, can't we? Because it's... Well, if anyone's going to do it i'd be impressed um we we've seen a couple of videos online certainly from like a weightlifting channel where it's like bench however many pounds you bench they'll pay you dollars yeah. per pound so like guys were going in the street and benching like 150 pounds and they get 150 dollars yeah and the risk is if you can't complete the rep you don't get anything yes. so do you go light do you go well, i'll bench 100 because i can do it with my eyes closed and get 100 dollars or do you go i'm feeling strong and a bench 175 and mess it up and get nothing so i'm going to give very very little glimpse of this video because like i said it's coming out the back end of the week went to a driving range our driving range traffic golf center <laughs> in manchester it's already happened last week <laughs> if you were there lucky you you know what went down if you were there lucky you, or, you timed you. it you timed it correctly yeah or, unlucky you and quite simply i held a sign up win one pound for every yard you hit the golf shot what say what <laughs> you got one shot you got to choose your weapon. So do you play it safe with a little lob wedge and chip it 50 yards? Because that'd be 50 quid. You missed off a bit though. Why would that be playing it safe? Uh, nah, he's coming on to it. He knows it's not his first rodeo. Or do you grab the big stick? Well, sure. I'm going to grab the big stick. And do you smash it as hard as you can? There's nothing to lose. Nothing. Or is and, there? And if you hit it 250 yards, bang, 250 pounds. Well, that's a no way. Of course, I'm going to hit the driver. would be mad not to. However. Ah, it's a cap. It always is. <laughs> Asterix. The ball has to be on the fairway. Ouch. But the fairway was wide, but not wide enough in some circumstances. Yeah, that was it. The, the fairway from the target line is fifty, is 30 yards either side. So which 60 yards wide. Sounds so wide. But I can testify it's not. When you get one shot, you get the, the 
hot under the lights mm. with the cameras, the pressure, me getting in your ear. We I mean, how much you were in people's ears at one point. It's like someone <laughs> flicked their ear out because Rick was too far in their ear. I can't hear Rick. <laughs> they, uh, there was some times where fairways weren't hit. So a lot of times. But there was one shot that absolutely um, rinsed me. It did. It was fun because it's obviously like you said, it's this, there's kind of two elements to it. There's the first part of what is the person going to do? Are they going to go with a pitching wedge and get it 110 yards? And realistically, you're going to struggle unless you shank it to miss the fairway from that far because it's yeah. such a wide fairway. Do you go middle of the park? Do you go seven iron, which might go 150? And again, you should, should might, might struggle to miss the fairway, but again, some people may have missed the fairway. Or do you go driver, where obviously the, the reward is much, much longer in distance, therefore more pounds sterling. However, the fairway feels much, 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 much narrower with the driver. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we did the video as well, on a kind of cold, certainly wet, it wasn't raining at the time, but it has been wet, day in Manchester is because a lot of golf courses were closed and I wanted to reward golfers who were still making time and effort to practice and get good at the game. So there was an, a nice little kind of goodwill story going on there as well for golfers who put aside the fact that golf courses were closed potentially and got out there and still carried on practicing because they managed to take lots of money off me. It was an interesting video. I'm excited to see how it comes out as an edit. It was kind of quite YouTube-y. So if you if you're... If you're Watch some of the kind of generic YouTube kind of challenges or money challenges. It was kind of a similar to that, but with it obviously very golf centric. Yeah, and it, it was good, good to give some back to people that watch the videos. Was. A lot of people really there were fans of the channel. I gave a lot of money away, but yeah, that was all good. Hopefully, the, the video makes more money. That's how that's how business works. What you do is you pay like that an outgoing, ah. and then you hope and pray it brings money back in. Uh, yeah, so please, please watch the video, everybody. Watch it twice or thrice. I love saying thrice. Say thrice. Four, five, five. <laughs> I was trying to say four. Five, and that's not work. Say it, five. Could that also sound like feist, as in yeah. five, or sykes? Nice. That'll be nice. That's not quite work. Six. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everything about just This is that weird part of the, the, the show now. Where kind of a, so what I do, just as inside, if anyone cares enough, I have the notes on my a laptop, and then after we've done each bit, I can delete it and delete it and oh, delete it. Nice. And it's now to the point where I'm just no getting notes. rid of giving away money video, delete, and that's just episode 104. So it, we either riff it out, as we, we're really good at riffing recently, aren't we? We just riff back and forth, or we cut it short and sweet. I'm guessing, Matt, we're on 50 minutes. Yeah. Bang on 50 minutes, Rick. Wow. We're to get it out to an hour. Um, no, let's not waste people's time ooh, today. Okay. We've got a big podcast we're filming on Friday. We have. Which will be next week's episode with one of the most recognised and famous, knowledgeable, um, wealthiest... Rick, I'm on every week. Stop making a big deal about it. <laughs> golf coaches in the entire globe that's ever worked in golf. Yeah. I think Matt Fry is a good guy. It's great to have him on. <laughs> um, so that next week will be a, a huge episode, which I think a lot of people will maybe flick on thinking, I'm not sure, I'm not going to be sure about this one, but I think you're going to learn a lot. Will your vibes are the same? I feel like you might go a bit more serious vibe on this. Depends how, how he brings it. He's quite a serious person. That's what I, I know. That's what I'm thinking. But I do think he has a side that not everyone sees. So I think we can, I, and also I really, really, it sounds a bit geeky this, but there's been some big rule changes recently okay. and he ain't happy with them. Well, my challenge to you then is, we did a video recently at um, Formula Ladies Golf Club, a coaching video, which hasn't been out yet. And I asked you to say a word, if you remember. Was it worm? 
Just worm, yeah. And you said it in the video. So that's a video, a coach video coming out soon where Rick says the word worm. Wow, big because breaking I challenged news. Him. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, you've got to watch it. So my challenge to you, if you like, to see if you've got the minerals, is next week when we've got said guest on, who's a very authentic, very knowledgeable, very thinky guy, you've got to still talk about badminton. Okay. And if you don't... I thought you going to say, got to talk about little Dicky, little, <laughs> little, little Ricky. <laughs> well, ideally, but... Um, I'll, I I'll bring up badminton. I still want you to talk about badminton. And I, I don't, think, don't be I, too cool. I think he could play. Maybe have him a game. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Rick Shields Badminton Show. <laughs> uh, episode number one. Hopefully that went well. It did. We'll be ranking much higher in the chart of badminton. We'll be number one on every country in badminton. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week with an awesome guest. Peace out. Thanks, guys. Good episode. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I do try. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>